show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 88. It's me, Russ the Face, and I am joined by Byron and Les of the Facehammer team. I am. Uh... Um, hey. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining this and, and obviously. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, a few topics. So first one is there is a Lumineph Realm Lord list that has done pretty well, uh, and we're going to talk through that and uh, explain that, explain why it's effective and, and what's part of that. Um, then also Byron's been playing some games, uh, and he's taken his uh, Iron Jaws list that we spoke <coughs> about on the last show and had some games against OBR and there's been and some learning. <laughs> cabbage patch aggro yeah. at least have bacon in the title um and then uh he's had some key learning points uh so we're going to talk about that and then finally uh when we did our youtube premiere of the faq uh youtube only show so if you haven't seen that then go and check that out um on youtube um then we had a guy in there, uh, jpic who asked about Kragen overlords and the impact of the faq uh, and although in the last FAQ show we kind of didn't talk much about Karadron because we hadn't done our research, so I've gone away and nerded out a little bit with the KO book, and um, I've nice. written myself a list, um, which I will talk about in a section of for match play. So that's going to be the format of this show, uh, but before we get into the relevant sections, um, just want to say that obviously we touched on Facehammer Worldwide, um and we'll be giving more details out about that but that'll be the weekend in september um of the 18th 19th and 20th i believe yeah the um, standard weekend that we run face hammer gt isn't it we, we're planning yeah. on doing it so if you know you know if you've already planned i know a couple of people have already bought uh hotel rooms and stuff and got their refunds so you should probably know when it is um but yeah we'll confirm the dates just to make 100 percent sure if you're listening in or trying to join us from across the globe it'd be quite cool yeah and we'll be giving instructions about how to get involved in the discord channel uh and join in on that event and what you what what's going on there are going to be some guest interview slots uh some live recording and a paint along uh and we're going to run the face hammer uh painting competition uh and have some prizes so yeah we'll keep keep your uh ears peeled uh or your eyes peeled off on youtube and on our social media <laughs> yeah so that's uh and then we'll announce more information soon and if you want to be part of that let us know um and we'll we'll release more details shortly yeah so if you're still thinking of well, if you were planning on painting an army or a single figure, you've still got a little bit of time. If you base it roughly around uh, the normal Face Hammer GT style pack, which would be uh, as a character unit, monster, um, and yeah. then obviously army, um, we're still going to have the same categories. And it, you know, if you wanted to paint a model for that, that'd be really cool. Um, or if you have an army that you want to show us, like it that when also... the world back to normal, then it's a deadline yeah. to start with something pretty, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, we premiered our FAQ show on YouTube uh, last week, a sort of last-minute thing. We announced it on Twitter, and we had some people join, and a bit of a good conversation around the impact of that. So thanks to the people that joined in on that, and hopefully more of you will will get involved on the YouTube stuff. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, then uh, please um, subscribe to our channel for more videos about um, you know these sort of match playlist analysis, yeah. um, hobby tips, and things like that that we'll be doing. So uh, um, hopefully these uh, these are useful and they're helping you um, with your kind of uh, thought process on on designing your army list or, or um, you know thinking up the next match play winning army you're going to take to an event in the future so or just how to make something viable i mean <clears throat> we're going yeah. to go going to deep dive into a few books that definitely aren't considered like top tier uh i think ev- like actually each of them like ko not top tier um destruction uh the iron jaws probably the most powerful out of them and then ko none of them is like one of the armies like the headline beatstick armies but we're going to be talking about how we'd approach making them flexible making them viable I think as well for us, we would we would really like to hear from you guys uh, in the comments below. Um, if you have a list you want us to talk about or a, a, a battle tome or a topic, please let us know in the comments below or, or via Twitter or, or, you know, any of the sort of ways to get hold of us. Yeah, um, and we will quite happily um, discuss these things for you and you can get your sort of a bit of list advice or, or some sort of advice on how to enhance your hobby. So... Uh, we want to hear from you guys. So um, if you want to put some comments below, then that'd be great. Uh, so uh, do you guys want to talk about anything you've been up to recently or should we just crack it into the main topics? Mine's going to kind of roll into my topic, really. Uh, I've not been doing any particular assembly um, or painting or stuff like that. I've been writing a lot of lists. And uh, yeah, that's going to be part of what I've been doing. I've got in some games. And I think with my, I've played like six games in a month now. Which is that's nearly as Good many as I've, that's nearly as many as I've ever played in a non-tournament month in that's my life. That's more than I've played yeah. this year, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more than I've played this year as well. It's, it's really good. Why didn't anyone tell me about practicing before? I'm learning so much stuff. It's it's way more casual than trying to learn in your first game in an event and then apply it in the next yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're kind of getting an event within between events, right? So yeah, it's good. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. Um, I I really miss him playing at the moment. I've been doing quite a bit of hobbies, so I've, you could see in the background behind me if you're on YouTube that there's an Indomitus set there. So I've built all my Necrons over the weekend and been baking bases uh, using Super Sculpey, as I talked about before. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've been enjoying that process, and uh, I've tried out some of the AK Interactive um, uh, Shrieking Grime um, based okay. on some of the videos I've watched from uh, different YouTube. Um, great. Sort of I'm going to completely mispronounce it. It's a Zatus something minis, but I'll put a link because it's quite a. But he does this a lot of videos on the Grim Dark style, so I've been um, I've been watching those with great fascination um, to try and apply that to my Necrons to make them look really to try and enhance the horror theme. Um, so I just thought I'd crack on with those. I know it's not Age of Sigma, but you know it's still a hobby, right? So I want to yeah, I still get to some. I want to do a really scary, freaky night haunt at some point soon. I painted up a like a, a classic one recently for YouTube. I guess this could technically be my hobby. Um, I've been painting up ghosties and some Imperial Fists and some Ultramarines from Indomitus. But I really like yeah. the idea of doing a proper, like, like it should be on the cover of a horror film, like uh, Tweed Hessian mask covered in blood, freaky thing. 
so that's going to be my the next time I pick up a ghost, I'm going to try and make something awful, basically. I just Mate. got this thing about this guy <laughs> in tweed. Like, <laughs> like it's like some sort of it's some sort of upper class country do? horror film. It's kind of like if you've ever seen Byron. She's on the tournament. It's like. He's got one of those, um, like, it's like the blazer Byron sometimes wears when he's at tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I am really, uh, I suppose I've been doing uh, quite a lot of Luminef painting, but not for me um, at the moment. <laughs> I've been uh, working on some stuff for Brian Carmichael, um, which is uh, coming along quite nicely. Um, that's been quite good. Uh, other than that, I've just been building my own Luminef stuff and getting that ready. Um, I did a, a quick kit bash on a Indomitus um, captain, which I'm quite pleased with. Hoping to get some paint on that in the next week or so, and then um, you know maybe get it up on, online so people can have a look at it. Um, it's not an original idea by any stretch of the imagination. I saw it somewhere else, but it's just replacing the marine head with a hooded head, and then putting a, a dark angel sword in his hand as opposed to the Gladius style ultramarine sword. But it looks really cool. I'm, I'm really pleased with it, and hopefully it paints up quite nicely. But um, yeah, that's really really it. nothing massively Age of Sigma wise at the moment. It's just painting spear owls for Brian. Michael. Yeah. I've um I've I've made the mistake of delving into the KO book and I'm feeling the itch at the back of my May, but yeah. to do my KO out. Nice. And um I had a moment Well, when I was doing the Necron test model using like the oils and I was thinking how good would a KO army look if you use like oil and weathering and like when you see the AK interactive range where they've got stuff like the the whole rust and like the the streaking and all that sort of thinking, yeah. I could make like the ironclad and frigates and stuff look immense. And I I've also perfected the uh, basing method um, for the using the green stuff rollers. So yeah. that's going to make that an awful lot easy to add to the army. And I'm almost tempted to start from scratch because one of the things that put me off my KO was when I undercoated them, I got a little bit of like dusty bobbliness on some of the models mm, and yeah. it's kind of made them not smooth. And, and I'm almost like, I almost want to start the army again. So, um, depending on if like they're nice or that wouldn't matter though. Maybe not, but I, I think, um, I, I might, I might look at doing the list that I've written, um, as an army and get some games of it to see how it plays because, you're excited I about have it. most of it yeah and and it's an army that i i love the imagery and i never really uh, they almost paint like necrons and that sounds stupid but they, oh, they've got sense. the glow they've got the metal they've got yeah and i can use some of the 40k style grimdark style to make them look really um, interesting um yeah and i can also experiment with oils a bit more so you know like um panel washing and things so I'm quite tempted to break them out and do that as my hobby project, but um, it's. I think I need to play a couple of games with the army to see that I enjoy playing with it first before I um, delve into. We can it. Maybe, so that might be a bit challenging. Maybe get a game in. It's like um, if the weather's good, yeah. I pop over those um, those crumbs for you at some point. You know, I can set a table evening. up in the garden. We can get some social yeah. distance gaming in. That would help me out a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. As long as you're not going to play with the Luminef list that you're just about to talk about, because what's another point? <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> you can stay at home. If you um, proxy that. I just have to, pro- I'll have to proxy. <laughs> I'll just bring a load of bases with me. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, get out. I'm just going to leave the gate locked. <laughs> like 15 meter social distancing Warhammer. Um, yeah. Depending on the list, though, Russ, you might just wipe. You might wipe his off the table, depending what's. It's a one What's drop, it? isn't it? Yeah, um, mine, 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 mine is drop. 
you can't get KO to one drop really. Um, you can, but it's not. I don't think it's a very good list. So, um, anyway, I think we will before we start talking about that uh, theory theory game that you know yeah. Lumina versus KO. Um, I think we can uh, start our main show sections now. So uh, we'll uh, start the next section on. Um, the Luminef Realm Lord list. So uh, back in a sec. Cool. Welcome back. We're going to talk about a tournament winning Luminef list, which I think is the actual first tournament winning Luminef list that we've seen so far, mainly because no one's been playing at tournaments, <laughs> but it's still it's still quite a good army list. Um, so that's going to be quite cool. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it on, online, sort of like what Peter was tweeting and stuff like that. I I avoid social media quite a bit. I don't look at it very much. So um, I did. I got wind of it through WhatsApp through other people sharing it. So I I yeah. saw I did get wind of it. So um, it is yeah, it is a list that has it was almost like Tom Wardsley esque tendencies yeah. to it. So I uh, the, it's, it's funny actually because uh, you know you say Tom Wardsley, Joe Prasal sent me the list and said what beats yeah. this, and I was just like. <laughs> I can think that of a few Tom's things. That, <laughs> yeah, potentially beat it. Um, but yeah, like essentially, just to get into it, um, it's a one-drop Luminef Realm Lords list. So everything fits in the Aurelian Legion Battalion. And I believe that it, it, like the only reason the battalion's there is to get it to a one-drop because you're not really yeah. going to want the reroll ones on the armor save. I mean, you might do for the, the Wardens. Um, but essentially, it's a Cathlar. Um, and then it's four units of 10 wardens and then four units of 20 sentinels. Um, it's under Zatrek, which is the, um, the great nation, which allows you to add one to casting rolls for first attempts for each wizard. So the yes. Kaflar gets a plus one to cast and then every unit gets plus one to cast for the first attempt. Um, and then he's got the the spell portal, well, can't speak spell portal, and the uh, twin stones, um, which is again the twin stones as you cast spells um, ticks over and gets you pluses to cast. So it's again quite handy. I think looking at the list, um, you've got sort of like lambent light on the Cathar. So for me, it's a case of like one of the wardens casts the portal, and then he uses lambent light through the portal to actually be able to target uh, a hero or unit which allows you then to re-roll and then all of the sentinels buff themselves to get the mortal wounds on fives um, and then they've got you know 80 shots with no line of sight killing all the characters with mortal wounds on fives or breakdown of the list like top to bottom roughly it's a uh, kathlar 10 10 wardens 10 wardens 10 wardens 10 wardens and then 20 sentinels 20 sentinels 20 sentinels 20 sentinels and it all fits in the aurelian legion as a one drop um so it kills essentially kills all of your support characters uh, on the first turn if it eight drops you and um, so you've got no support characters what's the effective um, range on the bows because they're 30 if you're shooting at long range isn't it and they got a six inch move is it 36 yeah i think it's uh i got i've got the book next to me which is going to not so look most, good the video, but. no it's fine so most um <laughs> Most of these uh, these things, so most missions, you're deploying twelve on, aren't you? Yeah, and that allows you to move six and then shoot thirty. So twelve add thirty six is forty eight, which is the length of a table. So yes, pretty so much we'll... every mission, you can hit whatever you want, turn one, and decide who goes first because you're a one drop. Screen it. Yeah, yeah and it's. 
lofted aim. It, so it, obviously, if you're doing 30 inches, it's fours and fours. Um, but you're not looking to actually do the wounds with the hits. You're looking to do the fives for the mortal wounds. Um, yeah, and just you can re-roll sort of any of the dice, can't you? I said that right. Yeah, with Lambert Light. Yeah. Uh, with Lambert Light, you get to fish for the, the mortal wounds. So I think that's essentially how it plays, is that you, all of the, they all get plus one to cast, so they're doing their mortal wounds, adding the plus one to their mortal wounds um, for each of the sentinel units. Um they and then you land button light from the calf line. So essentially you sit there, you kill all the support characters turn one. Um, or you kill a, a key piece in the army turn one. Um the Cathlar's got a very good spell as well, um, which is if you roll above your um it's sort of like a mini bellicor. If you roll above your bravery, um then it can't move or shoot, stuff like that. So it's you've got that as well so you could maybe get lucky pinning in a unit then casting the spell there if you don't go for the lambent yeah, line first turn. about in damage terms down kill the utility yeah. pieces and then the next turn especially if you get priority um yeah you're in a pretty strong position right yeah i mean like fire slayers for instance like all the, like use it as an example of, like if you play against a fire slayers army all of the support heroes are dead which means then you don't get the hand pile in you don't get the four up mortal wound save um you don't get any of the prayers that make you fast as a fire slayer unit and then your unit then your three units of 20 movement four dwarves and you just basically go this turn those are dead this turn those are dead um and then you try and outscore the abilities uh, on the, the objectives so this list was um did you did you mention it was peter uh, peter um, kransky and on twitter it's what at, at peter, peter kransky um, but we'll put the link in the actual the, the video yeah he's yeah, uh, one of the polish utc so. guys um he's come over and he's played quite a lot of doors of cane and some idnf stuff um i know laurie uh huggett wilds played him a couple of times i know james tins does played him a couple of times at some of the gw yeah. events um you know so, he's a good I mean, player it, as well so. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he he went to one day, didn't he? And he played against he he put what he played in. Have you got that? In yeah, he you? played against uh, Cities of Sigmar. Uh, one drops Stormcast Eternal Shoot List, and he played against Change Host as well. Not an easy run. Um, no, it's I guess with with these sorts of things though, it's like if you're playing against something like a Change Host, uh, you know, a lot of things in Age of Sigmar are so reliant on their support characters to make your units really good. So if you've got the ability to kill all of the support characters like early on in the game, you're then reliant on the overall power of your War Scroll to make it actually make that army then compete. One upmanship, isn't it? You're taking the ultimate yeah. glass cannon if it's if it's versus the second best glass cannon, yeah. then it's just like you're going to wipe them before they they get to be involved yeah. in the game aren't you yeah i think if you don't win the roll off and someone's got an alpha ones drop list as well you're going to be that. in trouble um uh, I, I think as well if you've got some really really good independent war scrolls so maybe i don't know how it would fare against daughters of cain like you know marath is not going to die you know all the hags will die maybe a unit of witch elves but a unit of 10 witch elves kills that entire army i think possibly if it gets into combat what's the um, if if all of the thing, if you get all your your bunnies in a row, what what is the realistic output of, in terms of mortal wounds, at least, of that shooting? How many guys are um, shooting? Uh, it's eighty guys shooting doing mortal wounds on fives. Okay, then with rerolls. With, with rerolls. Well, dependent. You can only reroll against one um, one thing if the lambent light spell goes off. So you pick a unit and then it rerolls mm. against that. So you can, their spell gives them plus one, doesn't it, to the mortal wounds? Yeah. And this is plus one to the sun reroll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So four, so four, that's 40 mortal wounds at 36 inch potential range, basically. Yeah. Okay. No line of sight. 
you don't need line of sight so you can just pick you kill all the heroes essentially yeah. um unless you've got marathi because yeah. uh you know marathi just takes three wounds and then transforms and i think there's enough bodies weak. though that you probably can absorb a marathi if you take out enough yeah. of the other stuff i think in one place isn't she I think the um, especially if you're going first though, she's only small. If you can get to her when she's small, and you're only going to get she's going to take three fire. wounds, which is six wounds, then you've got two turns yeah. of her alive. I think, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's okay. I think in a bigger round tournament, like a five six round, you might struggle because some of the missions. I think like anything round heroes, you're going to struggle. Yeah. I think any army that's very good against shooting, like Nurgle, um, with the uh, minuses to hit, and mortal um, save, and mortal saves, um, anything mm-hmm. that can alpha strike, even the Legion of Night list that I wrote, you've got ninety bodies of skeletons that are going to walk across the table. You can do thirty, forty mortals to that unit. I don't give a shit. They're going to come back. You can leave um, your heroes up as well russ so he doesn't it's like you can shoot me anywhere on the board not on the board so and you know the necromancer is quite tough to shoot because you're bouncing the wounds on a four anyway and then you've got a yeah. death save and then if you're shooting him you're not shooting the 40 skellies and they don't I'd uh, as well and i can yeah. keep manfred and the two units of our guys off the table to come on any point i want flesh eaters i think would be tough just purely mm. from the from the sheer amount of like shenanigans they can do yeah the speed um, as well I think Idenf are probably one of the hardest match armies to fight with that because you, you can't shoot. You've got to shoot the closest thing. Um, so you, you each unit can only kill one thing. You can't split your fire, yeah. really. Is it How are the yeah. unit's broken up again? Is it 420s? Four four yeah. tw- 420s of shooters and then 410s of spear elves. So the spear elves are probably going to be bunkered up in Shining Company. Um, so they're going to be minuses to hit, doing runs on attacks. But... Um, I still don't think wardens are actually that good in the in game terms. I may be wrong. Um, I've always found them to be very, very slow and not particularly. Um, there's nothing in the, the shooting does the heavy lifting in that army. The rest of it's there to score objectives. I feel. Yeah, I um, think it's it's a really, really scenario dependent list. Like obviously, undoubtedly, it's incredibly strong and it's a. It, yeah. Let's say it's the Brian Carmichael approach of kill your opponent till they're dead, then win the game. Um, yeah. It doesn't like, does like if they're dead by turn two. Doesn't matter what scenario you're playing. Um, no. But if you break that down, especially if someone has mortal wound protection, Russ said Nurgle. Like if someone's getting rid of a third of your, let's say it's forty wounds, they're getting rid of a third of them. You've got twenty eight wounds. Like what's that gonna what's that gonna do to Terry's list? Yeah. Like you're gonna it's... kill you're gonna kill two great unclean ones maybe, but you might kill one point six great unclean ones, which is awful. Because yeah. like one of them's coming back to life, and then you've got plague bearers. And if you get touched by, you get touched by anything fast that is resilient that goos you up in combat, it's going to absolutely maul you. Um, it's undoubtedly very strong. But if you deploy yeah. a blob here and a blob here, being in your so, back left and back right corner of your deployment zone, if you are in a, that one, or if you're split diagonally, it's even easier to be further away. Someone can come at you, and you can then threaten a double. And most armies will be able to reach something with something. On the double, mm. or they might get up on objectives. Uh, like if it was daughters, rocket Marathi into your opponent. She's been she's been put in a safe position or whatever. The the other trick with armies like that is you can end up 
if you I've played against you with Firesides in exactly this scenario, Les. Mm. You end up, like, yeah. just, you can split your units. And if you get under average a few times, let's say I shoot my 20 guys, and I need to take out this Firesides hero and this Firesides hero. I split my shots 50 50, one dies, the other one gets lucky, bounces wounds onto what's the unit you can bounce wounds onto? Uh, it's the, the Auric Curse Guard, the shooters. So. Yeah. So you bounce yeah. on some Auric Hearthguard and you get a bit lucky with your with that and with a, a like a mortal save anyway or something like that. Yeah. And then you put your next unit in and you split it and you don't kill both heroes there because you get a bit a bit unlucky. Then you suddenly start getting really worried because you've got 40 shots left and you end up just about killing these things, but at that point they've got the entirety of their unit there. So you would be really reliant on that unit not getting to you somehow. You've got a spell, but you really need things to go off in the right order. And if your opponent gives you a slightly trickier decision by deploying something off board or to the side, that's a real issue for this. Like that, having played with the ruck myself, people touch you, you die. Yeah, it's it's all about target priority as well, isn't it? It's like if you don't, if you overallocate uh, shooting to certain things, and it and it, you waste the shots if you underallocate, you then obviously then have to you waste shots somewhere else. Um, you know, I, I do think it's still, I think it's very strong. I think in certain situations, you're just going to auto win games where you know if you play against double, like you know, an Agash list and thirty. Um, 30 of the uh, OBR, the infantrymen, I can't think what they're called. Um, you know, you kill Nagash on the first turn. Mortec guard, yeah, 30, like you kill Nagash on the first turn, and then the 30 Mortec guard, like, come across the table. They're not particularly fast. Um, I think you like, then. It, it's one of those things, isn't it? it? It's I don't think it's auto win. I think there's a lot of stuff in there that seems extremely strong, but, like, even Nagash, if you don't get the rerolls on him, you ain't killing Nagash. With two units, there's no way. No, but you, you'd have it. to. You put you put all of them in there, wouldn't you? I think like yeah, Gash would be target number one. Deploy in a way that you can't get them all yeah. in range. Yeah, but especially Gash if you're is... playing something like Total Conquest, we've got diagonal deployment yeah. boxes. Yeah. Um, or you're playing like a uh, a sort of a battle for the past style for old school words. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it's still like that, but you know the the sort of the lengthways table lengthways yeah. lengthways yeah. So you're playing on the short edges. Um, I think. It's still good. Um, yeah. I don't. I think the problem with this list like this is that when you get into a situation that 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 upsets you or your kind of your pre-game, this this it technically in theory could beat most things in a certain certain circumstances, and it might be eighty percent of the time you're in those circumstances. But when you hit that twenty percent, you're just going to lose. You're not going to learn how to because combat those situations because what are you going to learn with a list like that? Well, you don't have any tools in your toolbox to get around it, and you're going to have to rely on them getting lucky, like you getting lucky, or or like your wardens probably slightly overperforming in terms of resilience, or yeah. your, you know, them being slightly you're overperforming with shooting, or the priority roll going your way, which is in a way you get that with Age of Sigma anyway. Yeah, so it's quite a clever army. I, I'm not sure it's going to be as dominant. As it probably appears from that one one result, um, especially on a one day, it's it's even yeah. more polar if you if you get the um, if you get the perfect storm in a way. It's a bit like the Hallow Heart list, you know, yeah. like yeah. on paper looks amazing. Some matches it can't, it just falls over. Speaking from a vast amount of experience with this type of list, having played it for like a year, the things that really hurt you, are like, and this is why I crafted my list to push the odds again and again and again and make it more and more extreme is. Anything that is more than a certain amount under average really screws you over, like massively. So yeah. you put 20 shots into something that's got 10 wounds and with your re-rolls, 
you do seven. Your next guy you put in and you might massively over allocate there and then you, you've you've lost those shots and you're halfway through your damage potential of your army and you've killed like i don't know you've done three runes to marathi and then you've killed like a hag got lucky with its rerolls or whatever you've killed marathi mm-hmm. and a hag and you've got a certain amount of shots left and some some armies out there witch elves they don't need that much help they're not really immune to battle shot but they'll still go in and they'll mull yeah. anything like your entire list i've lost an entire cunning ruck to marathi a cauldron and seven witch helps before and if you push yeah. your army to, to, to this level of extremes it's really hard to cope with also if someone sends five cavalry at you like, i know it sounds small someone puts five cavalry uh cavalry lost death riders into you and they can reach you pretty easily they put them into you and get a double you could lose half your army half your effective damage potential of your army in two turns i like, just don't yeah i think it's um yeah. it's like one of the it's a really good team event list um, because you could control yeah. the scenario in the matchup, and I think um, it's interesting because it's it's an efficient, what I call an efficient army, where every element of that list is working towards the same combination of factors. So there isn't any, um, there isn't really any leeway in it because as soon as you put anything else in the list, it loses the one drop, which is critical. So there isn't really any evolution of this army. So I think there'll be a time where, <clears throat> you know, for example, if if you something comes on that is a perfect counter, a perfect foil to this that's popular, this list just doesn't exist anymore. It's not a from a tournament point of view. If you want to go in and go five for five, or you just go and hope you don't play that thing. If you played Skaven, yeah. even like there's the, look at the it as a small amount of elite damage and. It might be doing it in a unique way and at range, but the things that foil those lists generally are lots of bodies, elite saves, so mortal wound saves here. Like Nagash would prefer to be shot by things that give him a mortal wound save rather than Ren 3 shooting uh, because he gets the mortal save or he gets an armor save. You can modify an armor save, you can't modify his mortal save. So um, yeah, the, those things can really, really get you unstuck. Um, does it have any movement shenanigans or anything like that um, or speed or... No, not really. Yeah. It's all it's all very static, almost. Yeah. Um, so that, one of the things. Oh, sorry, Karen Byron. I was just going to say that's that's really important. Russ uh, said it initially. Like it, it, it's got one plan, and it does it to a really good degree. And that plan's a very amount of pretty reliable damage. But um, if you don't have anything else, like when I played the Brook, the double move spell was without without that the army wouldn't have worked because you have to have something to back up the shooting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I do think for me, what it does do is, I think this list is very good. Like Russ said, it's, it's in, a, in a team event, it's going to be, it could be a go to because you can skew the matchups with it. But I think what it does highlight is that maybe yeah, a more balanced Lumineth list has two units of 20 of those Sentinels in. And like you do it light, and then you have a few other bits and pieces in the army list. I think I've covered that list different, like three drops, yeah. but completely different. Um, yeah, I think maybe you drop some of the bits out of it and don't go down that route. That's just me personally. I'm obviously we're discussing like Peter's list here, and I think that you know maybe if we've totally misinterpreted it, and like you, you're sure Peter will be able to let us I know what we've, we've said. It. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I've given all these ways to be here, but that would mull most yeah. things I put on the table. Yeah, yeah. it's because it you can't, and also I don't want to face it. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. I think we should just say congratulations for the achievement and thanks for sharing yeah. your list and um, let us know 
if you listen to this and and it's if you've got any comments well. um and if we've missed a key point let us know and we'll address it on a future show but um yeah, yeah thanks for um sharing that with the community and then i'll look forward to never facing that uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> not <laughs> so legion of knights happening boys okay so, um, yeah okay so uh, i think that'll that'll wrap this section up and uh, we'll come back um with the next bit dickies face hammer is sponsored by element games so for great customer service all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Uh, welcome back. We're going to talk about um, Byron's list evolution. Yeah, of his Eindraw stuff that he talked about in the last episode. Yeah, so I said really confidently that I worked out a good list and I've written 17 since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that really speaks to the strength of the book, though. So I'm I'm looking for something that is super fun, um, def- I, like not feeling massively like I want to take some mega complex power list, which I guess is how you would describe the last few things that I've taken, last few things being six months ago when the world was a bit normal. Um, so like... 13 drops of weird cities of Sigma slash mixed order seraphon pterodon whatever um, that was never normal for me okay. no. but you do you you do you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always do um so i describe them as headache lists actually and like i, yeah. I think there's, there's a real genuine joy to playing something super complex uh but the problem for me with playing something like that and i won't segue too much into my hatred of data management but when there were six scenarios i could play a list like that with much more ease and enjoyment and there was less bookkeeping less other stuff to think about realms whatever see like scenery everything was a more condensed version so i could play a list that had literally 13 drops and like 11 different war scrolls um four of which were new to me and i hadn't used before and i hadn't practiced with and i learned turn one and i just thought about on the drive to an event I could do that, but now there is a lot more going on in the game. So I've been been doing some deep thinking about this recently, and as a result, I would like to play something that I still view as technical, but I, I have less decisions, but each of those decisions matters a lot. And as a result, I've been really enjoying playing the Iron Draws. And I think the book is, uh, if you, I mean, if you look at the recent uh, FAQ and points changes, um, stuff's barely changed in that book, apart from the Rogue Idol, which was pointless. Um, everything's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry. FAQ your comment. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll write through it with some designers' keynotes. Um, but it's a really balanced book. And if you look how the points changed, the answer is that they barely changed at all. Like something's went yeah. up by 10 points, something went down by 10 points. Hard boys yeah. were admittedly very good, so they went up a little bit. But um, it's almost an internal balance change rather than anything yeah. to stop. Um, you know for a power level it was more like to address the the sort of the imbalance between brutes and hard boys in that when you write a list you prioritize hard boys because efficiently and points wise they were better than brutes but not by a lot but by enough to make a difference and that was kind of skewed by the formation that allowed you to bring units back then if you had a for courts then it allowed you to use that to cascade the bringing units back from the hard fist so i think the change 
sort of detracts from that. Um, but essentially, I said it on the when we talked about the um, General's Handbook 2020 uh, Godrak list show that that we put up uh, previously, is that the Iron Jaws book is so well, the War Clans book, I should say, is so good mm. because essentially you can tweak that list in a variety of ways and they all the formations are almost interchangeable the battle lines interchangeable and there's so many different variations of doing the same thing which is to go and smash people in combat but there are different ways to do it so it's it's for me it's one of the best nuanced internally balanced books that's on out there at the moment so i I think I view it and corn similarly, but I think corn probably does it to a slightly higher level. Not sure where you guys would agree with that. I think corn has got game against pretty much anything out there. Um, like it's a phenomenal yeah. book. And uh, I, really I don't think the internal balance is as good in corn. Uh, I agree with them. I I do think that that has a lot of um, viable options, and I think a lot of it falls around the formations, the battalions that are in the book, and the the. The way they naturally fit into armies that you'd be units you would take anyway. You're not trying to like shoehorn a formation in your. It naturally just falls into your normal selection. So it's just finding the points for it rather than oh I've got to take X Y and Z which I didn't really want to take but I need to take them to get this formation to give me this and it doesn't really fit with what I'm trying to do. But you also get a nice corn armies are are literally the formation makes the army. It is yeah. what makes mm. the army effective. So absolutely, you also get a nice feeling where when you go for um, you're picking your war clan or whatever it's called, um, they you don't feel like you've been taxed in any way. So like not too much. So you know when you like you take another one, you're like, I'm taking this, but my god, that item is a joke, and I'll, I'll grade yeah. my like my my war boss can make a wizard reroll the spell or like the things make sense. So for example. Um, I've been playing in Iron Suns, and that's got some really good stuff. None of it is like crazy, but it all makes sense. So, um, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units that target Iron Suns unit in the first battle round. Just solid, like like great, exactly what you need. My plan is to get into your face early. I don't have a massive amount of uh, armor, which is like lots of things have a four plus save, but no one's got better, and no one has after saves. That does not exist in the book. So that works really, really well. People are going to struggle to hit you more, whether it's with shooting or with combat. It's not restricted to melee, which is really good. And then command trait, you get an additional command point. I looked at that one initially and was like, oh, well, no, it's all right. I need command points so much. I use command points more than OBR use command points with this list. Like if I can find... They don't use them. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> relentless discipline. Yeah, right. yeah, so you definitely need them more. Yeah. <laughs> I've been RDP in some OBR recently and it's been really good fun. So um the artifact uh, worsen the rend characteristic of the bearer um by one. Like just just solid great stuff and then the command ability, which I'm not getting to use because I need to work out how to put more command points in in my list is um Use your command ability at the end of the enemy charge phase. Pick one Iron Suns unit that's within 12 an enemy and wholly within 18 of an Iron Suns hero. Pretty unrestricted there, right? That's solid. Um, more than three from enemy models, that unit can attempt to charge. That is baller. I mean, you, you know this from playing Corn Rust. That's, that's got game. And that, that Especially is very... using more crushers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really unique. And quite a lot of stuff in the book. If it's a, if it's a piggy, 
uh, so a, a gore grunter or a um, <laughs> cabbage. Um, <laughs> sorry, cabbage is more okay. Um, yeah. If it's, if it's cabbage, they've got game on the charge. They can do that in your in your opponent's phase, and it's really one of the ways you lose with melee armies is by not getting equity out of your units in your opponent's turn. So top tip for anyone playing against anything melee that is going to put your back against the wall, you run away from their big monster that's in combat with you in your turn. They're not doing any damage. They've got one model. They spent like a quarter of the value of their army's points on that one model, and it is now stood there doing nothing. Like, like, don't, don't listen to what Byron's saying. Like, so, no, no, stay there and fight it. Yeah, yeah. Stay, stay and fight my, uh, my yeah. big monsters. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's one of the strengths of things that I love stuff that does unique things. So, things that can uh, flee from combat and then charge that's another unique one. And that's one of the real strengths of uh, like left field units you don't see much like in Night Haunt or something. Oh, you, you charge me with your um, your zombie like gas revenants. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I've I, I want to be over there denying that objective, and I want to kill your thing that's on that objective, and I don't want to give this thing any equity in combat. So I'm now not here, and I am there, and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, it's awesome. So having the ability to charge is a real threat, and I haven't even got to grips with the potential of using this yet because I keep spaffing my command points like nobody's business. So um, I think that's the that's the finesse in playing that list is knowing when to use mighty destroyers or when to sit on the point or when you no, need to, to, to battle shock or yeah. yeah when you and um they are so precious now especially with the aether courts going away that yeah. there isn't really a way to go oh well command points are important that's an easy fix because it's not there anymore yeah. i think that that the management of resource is in itself a very rewarding element to any army that you play with. Like even in writing a list, you're managing your resources. So, oh, I'd like more command points. Well, I can get one of those if my gen, I can get D3 command points at the start of the battle if my general is a wizard. Okay, well, then your general isn't a mega boss, so you can't what? Like all of these things are little nuances and balances and stuff like that. So I'll run through the the list that I started with. so I've played all these games against OBR, just as uh, like recently anyway, I've played a little bit against Nurgle. But the list that I went with is Gordrak. Uh, now I've got to give a shout out to Tom Worsley, which I'm sure he'll love here. I didn't like the idea of giving him spell protection, but I think you probably just have to. So your, your, uh, your cabbages can have a mount trait, whether they are a unique character, Gordrak, or they're just another one. That's great. That's brilliant. I love that. Uh, Weirden gives you a 4 plus shrug so if you're targeted with any spells on a 4 plus you just ignore the effects um, it, it's close to a mortal wound save in some situations so, so powerful like, you yeah, really really need it you've put five really underrated because everyone just goes I want more damage but yeah. actually being able to move and do the thing you want to do yeah. is more important than get an extra wound. Just, you know, super fast Nalcidian icon, isn't it? Essentially, like you know, an Nalcidian icon on a on a monster. So can't hurt someone if you're dead, and you yeah. <laughs> like, can't hurt someone if as much if you're debuffed. Can't hurt someone if you're slowed. Um, it's just it's yeah. super super solid, and it, it's got that horrible thing of if someone does want to kill him with spells, they have a decision whether they bother targeting him, and then if they do, they still might get yeah. screwed. So I played against exactly. The and yeah, it, say machine gun the gash isn't going to be able to. You could shrug half of those, could you? You can. So you, you really, really can. Yeah. So um, that has. I'm probably never going to try something else different unless I'm talking about an army that's trying to go first. Uh, so there is an argument that you just try and kill someone till they're dead. But I think it's pretty sensible to to take that as an option. 
I couldn't leave everything behind though. So my second cabbage, uh, he's got heavy and which means that his impact hits of which he gets eight on the charge. You roll eight dice. Each hold of a four plus rather than a five plus is a mortal wound. Um, and that's yeah. quite that's quite a big deal. That's really good. You've got other options. You can give him plus two inch move. Yeah. Um, you can give that him stacks quite nicely with the mighty destroyers, right? If with those, if you go into a screen that's like depleted, you know you've got the opportunity then to like impact them, hit impact, hit them off, and then yeah. that allows you to go again, right? To get to the juicy center of the army. So this is this is another one of the addictive things of the army. There are situations that are going to be rare. And if you get really, really good at probability management and resource management, you can make these situations more likely to happen, but you can't rely on them, where you could get a ridiculous cascade. So if anyone isn't aware of how that works, if you wipe something out with your impact hits, um, or as a result of your impact hits, then you can immediately declare another charge and you get to go again and impact hit again. Um, now, I've got various things in my army that can do impact hits. and. Um, where the army really falls down here is you don't have ranged damage to like nibble away some wounds before that. So you, if someone's got a screen of 10 guys, uh, you're not going to kill them with a charge from one cabbage. Or even uh, the gore grunters, they do it on a four plus. For each model that finishes within one inch of an opponent's unit, um, you, after charging, you immediately do this in the charge phase. On a four plus, they take a mortal wound. So even three pigs and one of the dragons, statistically, uh, they're like even my pumped up dragon they're not going to wipe out that unit uh if you had a tiny bit of shooting to like whether it was in the magic phase or in the shooting phase to just take three models out of that unit it would make a huge difference but you can of course charge something with multiple things um you do have the breath of... weapons don't you that you can use before you go in yeah, they're, you do. Really... they're yeah. really really important so th that's it's very easy when looking at these lists to think well if i just dropped one of the dragons i would have 440 or 560 points left and where you can spend them there are significant gains but you are losing a fairly reliable breath weapon it's only um it's a big difference between gordrak and the other one actually gordrak gets six shots and uh, they are twos and threes rend one damage one and then the other cabbage gets d6 shots with the same profile there's a big difference in that like if you got five guys in front of you and you can like i don't know breath weapon them and then charge them you're probably going to be in with a really good chance of wiping through that. Plus it unlocks the charge one in, do the impact, charge the next one in, wipe it out, that one then charge it something else. Yep. Then you know you can and if you if you get into a point where you're you're almost reducing the unit down, maybe you can pile in round the side that you couldn't before and yeah. now you can get closer to something else. Yeah, so I mean something that kind of fits with this is that I think a lot of people when looking at gore grunters, I mean initially they don't look that great anyway. Like you, you pay a lot of points you get a not bad amount of wounds. They've got a four plus save and they've got quite a lot of medium quality attacks. Um, you can get one more attack each if you give them a weapon in each hand, but they're with one each reach, but their two inch reach weapon gets a bonus yeah. on the charge. So, and it's two inches. Yeah, and that's a big deal. So if you're if you're wiping out someone, let's say your charges go a little bit wrong and you put, um, you put uh Gordrak and then he doesn't wipe out the unit then you put in a unit of six gore grunters and they do wipe out that unit um and get to go again it might be that you are with your pile in after your charge and your two inch reach you can reach stuff that you couldn't have reached otherwise uh not only that but they're just more reliable on the charge so i'll come to it soon but everything that i've been doing has been about making the gore grunters as reliable as possible 
on the charge. Uh, that's that's kind of a, a big central part of. So to just to get a bit more concise onto what we're talking about, so your list that you took, could we talk about the list you ended up with? It was Godrak, a more crusher, a and then you had the cave demon um, who gets yeah. me command point on a four plus, really important. Mm-hmm. But he's been being very naughty boy. Uh, a war shanter, six pigs, three pigs, and five brutes. Um, oh, okay. So one of the one of the restrictions of this list is that the brutes get left behind. And I wanted to take Ard Boys, but Ard Boys need to be a unit of 10 to be battle line. And you end up in this horrible juggling situation where if I want an effective, uh, that's with um, Gorefist, by the way. If I want an effective five drop list, um, I kind of, I'm, that is of this type and has a War Shunter and has a, weird, a wizard, it's very difficult to get utility out of your third battle line unit. Also, you're obviously low on bodies. You've got to do a lot with very little resources. So did you run the Gorefist? Because I thought you had to use um, Gorg Runners for that. Uh, sorry, I ran the Iron Fist. Right, okay. But you yep. didn't you end up with the Gorefist? Is that what you're... I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've played like three or four different iterations <laughs> of this list, trying to work out what goes on. So the Iron Fist has got late game utility. It's slightly more expensive. It's more varied because it can contain... Uh, all three of your battle line units, so Gorg Runters, or Brutes, or Ard Boys. Um, Ard Boys are any battle line if they're 10 or more, not if they're fives. And um, it, you can use uh, for free the Mighty Destroyer's move in any of your, uh, any of your hero phases. Um, that's really good. It's really flexible. Come turn four, that can be massively useful. If you take the Gore Fist, it's pigs only, and they just get a move in your first hero phase. You're done. Your, your like value from the formation is over. It's thirty points cheaper, which surprisingly really does matter in some lists. Um, and if your if your plan is to get into someone's face, impact hit them, and fight like fight them till they're dead, um, then potentially that's viable. But the ability to have extra moves for free without spending one of your command points, which are going to be like absolute gold dust late game, then I think Iron Fist is probably better. Um, as long as you're like, I mean, if you're going to take three units of six pigs, then obviously take Gore Fist. But um, Iron Fist is, uh, I think, stronger. But 160 points is quite a lot. Like you're you're paying quite a lot for that. So Iron Fist, War Shanter, Fungoid, and then Gordrak and the other the other big boy. And the Wardrak, he does. Uh, sorry, the War the War Chanter, you he does the ability to give him plus one damage. Is that right? Yeah. So he. And then he- can take a beat, can't you? Like kill a beat yeah. or something like that. So you get um, it, it's not something you have to roll for. You just pick something and say you've got one more damage. Um, his I gave mine killer beat, which is in the charge phase, one friendly unit within twelve inches on a four plus. So not that likely can make a three d six charge move, and they can target something that's within eighteen rather than within twelve. Um, which is cool, but hasn't come into it much, and that's because the gore chanter can't often. Sorry, the war chanter can't often keep up with the army. It might so, help yeah. your boot, brutes like speed up into the battle line, though. If, if exactly, you get lucky, so. yeah, it's it's a big deal that the ranges of this army are like a constant struggle to keep everything within. You've got uh, Gordrak's command ability, which is incredible, where you can nominate three destruction units, not Iron Jaws, and he's the only person in the book that's got something like that. Um, three destruction units, wholly within twenty-four inches. Uh, you nominate at the start of the combat phase; they get plus one to hit. Um, now my piggies, the riders at least, they're hitting on twos on the charge anyway, but um, it buffs their mounts. So on the charge, rather than hitting on fours, 
they get a charge bonus threes, they get Gordrak twos. Um, it makes them more effective, but also if you're against Nurgle or you're debuffed in any way, or someone's making you reroll sixes, you can tell I've been playing Nurgle. Um, this this stuff really really gives you a bit more reliability, and uh, also if you can build your list in a way where you are going to get a triumph, I think that's incredibly powerful because the triumph hits wounds or armor saves. Any of those are good. Um, you've got a ma- you've got two massive dragons. You've got six very damaging pigs that you want to keep alive. Reroll armor saves can be really useful for that. Hits is great. Buffs to wounds they're rare in the game anyway, so they're phenomenal. Um, and also taking damn terrain. Uh, I mean, that's doubly good, because if you take damn terrain, uh, due to being in an Iron Jaws army, you can get a d6 move at the end of any phase in which you took damage, as long as you're more than nine inches away from your opponent. So um, that can really... That makes it way more effective if you can unlock those, the minutia of using all those tools and abilities, which makes, I think, playing it really appealing. So that's what appeals to me when I look yeah. at the list. Yeah, exactly um, the same. Just before we go on, because we've been going on for about 20 minutes now, so I just want to basically get to the, sort of wrap this section up. But, I mean, you played against um, OBR Nagash lists. Yeah, I did. Um, and was he in Petrifix, or was he into Crematorium or something Crematorium else? Or? with a harvester. Okay. <laughs> okay. How did you, what did you play, how did you get on, just quickly? So, so um, prioritising your, your combats is really important. So... I made the six pigs as reliable as possible, and I fought with them first. And I'm trying my absolute best to pick a target that I'm going to wipe out so I can fight immediately with something else. Um, I haven't quite managed that. I've been close. but um, if OBR, it, that's tough, especially <laughs> if they've got a harvester. Yeah. Did you get yeah. Nagash at all? Did you, did you take um, him down? I, I did, yeah, and with surprising things. So, like, three Gorgrunters on the charge when he's got ten wounds left or something like that. Um, protection of Nagash has been hard... Adding up impact hits against units like that really does make a difference. And um, also charging things on the ends when you're going to get less attacks back or you give someone a horrible decision on whether they take stuff away so they're going to be out of range of the Harvester, uh, which brings their models back on a 4+, plus or um, things like that. It's it, it, It's been pushing first turn aggro, but I think I've been too greedy with my command points, as well as mm. the fact that I'm now trying to write lists that get more command points. So, like, I've, I've written a couple of lists with three fungoid cave shamans in there, for example. Um, hmm. Have you tried, thought about a weird knob with the artifact to give him plus a one or four plus, give him a point as well? And that gives you yeah. your teleport spell? Yeah, yeah. So, I've I tried that. I took Suffocating Grave Tide to try to damage my own unit for the extra move and also have the option for a damaging blocking spell. Um, I don't think that is. The army doesn't have pluses to cast particularly easily. No. Um, that's a real, real weakness with it. So, um, I think the uh, the teleport spell is where it's at. There's also a plus one to wound for every friendly unit within 16 inches, which is cast on eight, which is a ridiculous spell. Like in that army, if you could stand that wizard in the middle of everything in combat, that would basically make your entire army be on twos and twos. Um, but eight okay. to cast is asking a lot. Yeah. All right. So just to sum up, then um, you, you've basically played a few games. You've you've evolved it, and you've ended up using the Gore Fist. Is that where you're you're likely ending up, or you're still trying to find the perfect no, stone? I think Iron Fist, and then actually, I've uh, I'm trying to keep the drops at five or less. Uh, basically, yeah. that's my restriction I've given myself. I think if you've got six or more, you may as well just screw it and uh, and go up to like eight or nine or something. Um, so Iron Fist, and with uh, with something like six. Six pigs, three pigs, 
Um, and then five brutes is kind of all you've got room for unless you're willing to drop a fungal shaman or a war chanter. And the other thing I'm going to try out is the Ard Fist, which is using Ard Boys. And um, uh, that's one what unit... it was originally because it, yeah. it puts the war chanter in there as well, which which helps with your drops. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really, really nice. But then you have to pay for your pigs, so I end up at five drops anyway. But some oh, of the pigs. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay cool so i think we'll we'll move on from this bit but obviously you've you've been playing a lot and there was a lot of information about kind of more the generics of of, of playing with iron jaws so yeah it'd be interesting yeah. to see if when we get to tournaments if you can take that somewhere and let us yeah, know how you get on yeah. just got to pay it now byron i gotta build it first <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can always sort something out right okay cool so uh, we'll be back in a set and we'll do the next bit so Hi guys, uh, we're going to talk about um, a Cradron Overlords match play list uh, from the new GHB 2020 FAQ. Um, cool. So when we did our YouTube premiere last week, um, JPIC, uh, one of our uh, sort of guys who joined our channel and, and commented on one of our videos, asked about Cradron Overlords. And um, in our last show, which we talked about the FAQs, we didn't really delve into the Cradron Overlord um faqs or lists because honestly we hadn't really spent time looking at it and it's quite a change from the old book to the new um so i've went away and i thought i need to go and have a look and uh design a list and uh come up with how i would improve or or, or take Cradron to a match play event uh with the yeah. premise of trying to do as well as i could so I'm just going to talk through that list now and explain why I chose what I've chosen yeah. and, and and why what it does. And uh, I'm not saying it's the best, but it it's just where I start, where I got to. So um, I'll just put that up on the screen now. So this is the list that I'm I'm running, um, and this is the effectively uh, what I decided to take. So it's basically formed around two formations, and one is the uh grunstock escort wing and the other is the iron sky command and the reason i've i've fit everything fits into one of these two formations and the reason i have those is for uh drop efficiency so the army right. can be dropped in two yeah uh because people who used to play ko before the rule was that when you set up a, a ship then anything that could be embarked on that ship could be dropped as one deployment or what they call one drop which would allow you to choose the turn effectively. So if you had a ship in a formation with some ancillary units, you could basically deploy it all in one go. And it was what we, what we call a one-drop army, giving you the choice the of turn one. That's where the claim car came from and stuff, wasn't it? Where like everyone would drop onto the ironclad and it would go that way. So Yeah, your entire 2,000 points was in one boat that you dropped from the sky yeah. on turn one, um, which is the Barrack Zifflin. Um, so... I decided to try and get my drops down as low as possible because it's a shooting list. I wanted to make sure I could choose the turn. So if I was playing against certain armies, I'd, I'd have the choice. Um, and it also is protection from alpha strike from sort of low drop, but not one drop armies. Yeah. So I don't think there's an effective way to get a one drop anymore. Uh, so I went for two drop. Uh, so, I just I looked at the skyports and um, although I really want to do a Barrack Mornar list and there are some merits to that I think uh, Barrack Zilfin is still very very strong uh, so I decided to go for the skyport of Barrack Zilfin and um, 
what you get from Barak Zilfin is um, you can have actually one extra engine work, which I completely forgot about and I haven't included uh, on this list. Um, <laughs> so you could actually have a the second gun hauler can actually have a an engine work as well. So it's yeah. not on the list there, but I'd probably give it the the impact as well. I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, so you get to reroll hit rolls of one for attacks from sky vessels. Uh, you also um, get to make sure you are on an automatic six uh, when you run uh, with a sky vessel. Yeah. Um, and in your hero phase, it's probably the most important one that once per game, you can move a sky vessel in the hero phase. And one of the FAQ questions that's been added is that you can use the hitcher's rule if you use that in the hero phase. So this allows you to um, fly high with a boat, pull a unit of um, Sky Wardens or engine Riggers with it, drop down in the hero phase, and then the wording on you know embarking, disembarking, is you do it before yeah. you move. or after. So effectively, you can then get out and move and shoot and charge and you can move okay. the boat away again so it gives you a way to multiple move in a turn with one of your ships so it's quite strong like it's, it's yeah. actually like very very powerful if, if you use it correctly um so that's one of the main reasons um it's also got an enforced command trait but you only have to take that if you take an admiral which i haven't done because i want to use a different okay. command trait um and then finally there's a artifact which gives you an extra shot uh, plus one to hit on your shooting weapon which is irrelevant really but you've got to take it yeah so um the list itself then is in the iron sky command is the engine master with dirigible suit as the general and then the mm -hmm. navigator and the chemist those three heroes all fit in the formation along with the six engine riggers with the sky hook and um the 10 arcanaut company and the uh, ironclad all fit into one that iron sky command and what the the battalion does uh it allows you to be immune to battle shock if you're within 18 of the ironclad so it gives you battle shock protection on your army not that you really have many units but you know it's kind of useful yeah. um then the the other formation is the escort wing which is the two gunstruck gun haulers the thunderers um and the frigate so this this is a formation which has quite a good ability which is to you can basically pick a, a unit and you get to reroll to hit against it so it's quite powerful if you want to to try and get more reliable shooting so so you've got list... four boats in this list then so far you've got like yeah. the clads the frigate and then the two haulers which are re it's really interesting how the, that's changed from the older version where you'd only see one to boat on the table now there's you know these four i think is going to be make it look more yeah. like a ko army i think well, I think it would, on the table it would look quite good because you've got two gun haulers, a frigate, and an ironclad. So you've got like four ships. You've got yeah. a unit of thunderers, a unit of archonauts, a unit of engine riggers. So that's the three different units, really. And then you've got three characters. Yeah. So as a aesthetic, it looks quite good. It looks almost like the the army would, if you if you think about the kind of the background and the law, it looks yeah, the like it should look. Yeah. Um, in terms of play, so some of the think choices I made. So the engine master dirigible suit is the general that makes the um, engine riggers uh, battle line. Um, okay. So 
the Arconaut Company a battle line, and because I'm in Zifflin, the frigate is battle line. So that gives me my free oh. battle line choices without having to take lots of Arconauts. Um, and that's purely because Arconauts have come down a lot in power, um, where you now can only have one of each weapon. Um, I think yeah. that I want to. I wanted to use a unit of Thunderers because I quite like their their rules for shooting from a boat. They're quite good. And with yeah. the engine works, um, so I've gone for cannons on all the boats. So mm-hmm. I just think they're more reliable. You get two different shots. And although the Skyhook allows you to give you bonuses to charging, uh, I yeah. don't really see myself charging with boats, really. Um, it's, it's the Ironclad I give the buoyancy aid, which allows it to fly high regardless of how many wounds or how many people are on board. So you could load the Ironclad up with the company the Thunderers, all your characters, and take the engine riggers with them with the engine master on the hitches rule in one go. So you could move almost the entire army just from that ironclad. So if you wanted to alpha strike, you can move, deploy your army. You're going to go first. Yeah. You go right hero phase. I'm going to fly the ironclad high, drop it down. When you, when you, um, when you, when you hitch with it, then you effectively have to be, um nine away from the enemy but then in the movement phase you'd be able to move that unit so they could move okay. shoot and charge so and then the when you what if you want to disembark it's like getting out of a garrison so you have to be outside of three and wholly within six of the boat so that allows you to drop in range so your pistols are in range and also you can get longer range on the guns I'm not saying that you probably want to ball your army up and drop it next to their army on turn one and get double turn taken no. off, but it gives you an option to alpha something if you really want to. I think the, the the main thing about this army is it actually can go second without much problems because mm. the gun haulers can protect the boats. They can take the damage. So you could put one by escort the frigate and escort the um ironclad with the gun haulers one of the gun haulers i've given it the collapsible compartment so the five funders can sit inside that as well uh, as a garrison um and i've also taken the magnificent on the scope on the frigate to make it faster so it is it's a little bit quicker um and then the other engine work i would take on the gun hauler would be the uh mortal wound torpedoes that you get once per game You've got an unbind from the navigator. Um, The chemist can buff the engine riggers if you deploy them outside of a ship uh, before they get hitched, so they can they can get their reroll to wound, uh, reroll ones to wound from his ability. Um, And the the navigator I've given the illuminator flare pistol, which is the first unit he hits with a ranged attack. You can then reroll to hit against that unit with your army. So if you've got a key target. He can ah, basically yeah. line up with a flare, and then your whole army can shoot it and get to reroll. Yeah, they so, can, that's really good, especially if you want to, like you said, make sure that you're taking off like a key unit. You light it with that, and then make sure the cannons go into it from the the, the frigate and the um, the gun hauler, or even the um, the dirigible yeah. guy, uh, the balloon man. I can't think of their names. Uh, the engine riggers. That's it, engine riggers. I wanted to yeah. say engine riggers, but yeah, yeah. The um, cool. the the dirigible suit general um his artifacts quite interesting so what that does is um you have to excuse me looking in the book because it's it's the phosphorite bomb bomblets so once you battle in the shooting phase pick a unit within six of this model roll a dice on a two plus the unit takes a mortal wound and you can roll again and keep rolling until the target's destroyed or you roll a one so wow that's 
if you cool. hitch with the boat, you can then move next to six next to a something that you want to kill. And if they don't have a mortal wounds, even if they do have a mortal wounds, as long as you don't roll a one, you could do like 12, 13 mortal wounds to something, like if you get yeah. a little bit lucky. Um, so it's actually quite a devastating like amount of damage if you if you really yeah. got lucky with that. I mean if you That's if you really... were really spawny, you could you could wipe out a big unit with that if they don't have a mortal wound save. Um yeah. How many times have people done that? Like you know, where you just keep rolling those two pluses. You know, you could roll a one straight away, but there's those those odd times where you need to clear out a unit of ten guys and you just kill them all, or you yeah, kill I, a hero, or you kill you know. And I thought that was quite fun. So I thought that's quite yeah. a fun thing to do. And he's obviously he's tough as old boots. He gets plus two wounds. He's got ten wounds or a free up save. Um, so the end riggers have got sky have got a sky hook, and that gives him plus one to charge. It's also quite a decent shooting weapon. They've changed so much since the last time I looked at them. Like the drill cannons don't do what they did. The grapples yeah. don't work how they did. All the rules around the boats and garrison is completely different. The fly high is completely new. They completely it's completely redesigned. So it's a really interesting mm. um, army now. And I wanted the engine riggers because of the combat because they actually have the saws. They're quite good in combat. So although you can't stack like the A for chemist to give them loads of attacks, they they still go into combat with um, f- uh, at a, one attack threes and twos, rend two damage D three. So they yeah. can shoot their rivet guns, charge into combat, and then they can basically finish something off um, with their melee. Um, being rend two, uh, you know, threes and twos is pretty good. Um, so the they also have an ability which. Um, allows you to heal a sky vessel. So if they're wholly within six of a sky vessel, before the sky vessel... Um, sorry, that's the other, that's the wrong ability. So they have <laughs> a engine craft. So at the start of your hero phase, pick one sky vessel within one inch of this unit, roll a dice for each model on a four plus, you can heal a wound. So they've got a okay. healing ability, but they can string out and be within one of multiple sky vessels. And the command ability from the engine uh, rigger... That the engine master in dirigible suit allows you to re-roll those dice. Um and then he's also got a um he's also got a a, a healing ability as well, which is start your hero face, pick one friendly sky vessel of one inch, it heals three wounds. So it's just fat That's free. Good. How so does basically... how how on. sorry, I was gonna say how how bad does the uh you know when you when a an ironclad gets damaged like what's its output how does it drop when it gets hurt because well essentially you could put four is that going to make it band up or band down or is it are they quite well quite effectively close? what happens is your fly high ability drops off because you're not allowed to so okay like as soon as you take um four wounds uh, sorry seven wounds on a frigate you can't fly high anymore and if okay. you take um 10 wounds you can't disengage and disengage is retreat and then shoot so like move out of combat and then shoot so it has a massive impact if your boats get damaged so the idea of this army is to mitigate is to keep that fly high redeployment going like pick stuff off on the edges and 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 like use the cannons to long range snipe and the idea is to play a longer game rather than try and win on turn one yeah, play the objective game and with yeah, the and, redeploy and the yeah and the healing you've got from the engine master, the engine riggers, but also 
the fact that the boats naturally heal anyway because they've got um, a navigator and engine rigger on board, so they heal one wound anyway. And then the um, the frig, the gun haulers, sorry, can bounce wounds, so they can like protect okay. the um, the they're an escort vessel. So roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or what wound to a friendly sky vessel other than the gun hauler within that is within three. On a six, it's uh, negated. So it's like a, it's not even taken on by the gun hauler. It's just it ignores the wound. So it oh, gives okay, us kind of a, yeah. So it might not be a make, make a huge difference, but no. but if someone wants to go for your ironclad or your frigate, uh, then it's going to be quite tough to get rid of it. Um, and so although that, the armor doesn't save, yeah. Would that, how would that work? With, oh, would. It's not like you could go, it's not like, oh, I'm going to take that six up and then put it in your mystical and get another one because of the wording of the new handbook. It's an actual... You no, well, it's, it's just not... roll dose when you allocate a wound, uh, then on a six yeah, which it's is... negated, so it's yeah, after yeah, saves, so but so you wouldn't get, and if you had, like, mystical, you wouldn't get that as well, but... Yeah, I was trying to see if there's just... a way around it, but... <laughs> but to be honest, like, it's, um, it, it's, it's got four cannons in it, it's got some shooting, it's got a little bit of combat, uh, you've got a buff from the chemist... It's a bit of an all-rounder. It's a little bit light on bodies, but it does have online units. You've got the engine riggers and the frigates, so they're kind of the company. So if you're playing like Scorched Earth, then you could actually be aggressive with the frigate and the engine riggers to try and take objective. Behemoth-wise, it's obviously got uh, the frigate and the um, ironclad, so that can help in missions where you need behemoths. Um, you've got three characters. One of them is quite tough, and he's quite fast with a movement 12 with the suit. Um, so it's a bit of everything. Um, and like the gun haulers, you can do this thing where they once per game they could do uh, a start move, you go all ahead full, and you just add six to its move. So that's movement 18 without running. So oh, wow. if you if you wanted to like fly across the table, and then you can put fire because it's a garrison, so they're they're yeah. basically shooting from the top from that. And because you don't have to worry about being nine away, or if you do the fly high, you have to be nine away ability in your hero phase and get out in your movement phase then unit could free to yeah. so you can move closer not that you really have many infantry like ideally i'd like 10 thunderers um yeah but i can't fit it in you could drop the engine master with suit down to a chemist or another hero down to an engine master and then drop the navigator down to a chemist and yeah. then you could effectively change the um change the the list and have uh 10 thunderers but isn't really a lot of play in the list because you're taking two yeah. formations now the problem is as yeah, soon as you take one formation your army becomes more than two drops and then you can get alpha can't you i suppose unless you yeah i, I, am, I, I quite like it though yeah i don't know if it's a big deal if you don't get the choice of turn because i think yeah. if they give you first turn you've got ways to hurt them and if they go first then you could double them so I think you could probably get away with it um, without having to do it. Um, I What's think the, big the... one drops out there, like, you know, Change Host, uh, the Luminophilus that we discussed. I can't yeah. think of many big one drops that, and if, like, Change Host is a bad matchup for that anyway, right? So if you play Change Host, you're going to struggle. I don't think it is. Like, like no. against, um, no, because you, you've got longer range guns, so you can shoot all the flamers off, and then it doesn't really. The fact they bog you down with horrors doesn't really matter because you just shoot. You can just redeploy behind them and around the sides and shoot. So it's not. I don't think it's that bad. I'd have to play it, but I, I think mm. the the effective range of your stuff is so long. Then 
you know i mean like the cannons are 24 you know you can move you know like 12 16 inches shoot 24 you can it's it's not a i don't think it really suffers too much um from you know from armies that like that because you're not trying to slog across the table um no. i think it's so maneuverable that you can almost like you deploy very far back and very conservatively without any impact because you can just fly high and drop um yeah that's that's the thing that got me excited when you were talking about it, it was just like the how maneuverable it's going to be for those um for the missions one of the problems with like Caradon before is that it would drop it would shoot if you get doubled you lose if you double you mm-hmm. win whereas now and then you just be stuck at a block on that side of the table whereas now you've got the opportunity to be able to redeploy which is something i think it really lacked in whereas now like you know and also like you know i, I I can't remember. I've ever seen a frigate on the table at a tournament. I've never seen <laughs> or gun hauler. Um, you know, so I, um, um, I did. Um, one of the things as well is worth mentioning is the A for gold um, and the way the A for gold works. So all the boats and the characters, and I think the Arcanaut Company will start with one share of A for gold. And the way it works is like a triumph. Um, okay. So you can burn it uh, for a triumph. So it, it kind of gives you a way to reroll saves on your boats and in the new book that because a frigate used to have a five up save it's now got a four up save ironclad had a four it's now got a three up save so the armor saves are better and you can reroll them plus the army is 1980 so you might you probably get a triumph anyway um one of the things i did look at was giving the a for chemist the spell in a bottle that's what uh, i was gonna ask the spell in the bottle yeah i just couldn't find a end of spell that yeah. fit into the army i mean it's comet or demon rift i think is the ones that i'd go for but it's just you just know finding point. points for them yeah, yeah you'd have to drop a formation as soon as you drop a formation you lose an engine work you lose an artifact uh you become a higher drop army there is a formation as well which is the attack squadron which is frigates and um arconauts now that that was okay. the original list i wrote was the iron sky command and the attack squadron and it was frigates and an ironclad and units uh, and it had but i i struggled to it was okay it had a lot more models in it like it had it had 30 arconauts a unit of six engine riggers so it had like you know 36 infantry in it so you might find that playing with this it does it struggles in missions where you need to capture objectives the only thing i can think of with ko when the men are in the in the boats they don't count towards objectives anyway like in terms of like the numbers so i think that you, yeah you kind of need to i think you just have to accept that the army plays like it doesn't have a lot of models in it and then you just use the arconauts dump them on an objective and then they just sit there and and hold it basically um but the, the problem is the infantry there are other ways to go with it I, i'm not sure it's going to be like the most effective thing but i think it'd be a lot of fun to play with and i think it'd take a long time to master it but i think if you get if you got good with it and you really understood it i think you could you could beat a lot of stuff out there because it does play so differently to anything out there um so i would be interested in getting this on the table and having a go with it so it's a yeah interesting army yeah it's a- it, it does seem really cool. I think it'd be very, very interesting to to play with. Like you said, uh, the the movement shenanigans in it really appeals to me. Um, I, I like you, I'm I'd be concerned about the amount of bodies, but I think it, that is going to hinder you in some missions. In other missions, it won't matter so much. Um, and and also you maybe 
putting like swapping out and putting those 30 in you might lose some of this effectiveness at the moment it feels like it's quite sort of quite sort of like pointy it's quite sort of like at that 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 top end of like how it's going to perform and how it's going to play i think if you sort of like you know add those bodies in then it becomes less of a scalpel and more of a hammer i suppose not maybe not hammer that's long terminology but it's very specialized at the moment and putting those 30 in will make it less specialized yeah i think the um uh, for me as well the aesthetic of the army like painting that as a force appeals to me a lot more than the other list um it basically lends itself to um quite a nice looking tabletop army um and i think for me that's an appeal just just from a list yeah. point of view and 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 being effective but also being looking cool um because you know having one of basically two of the little ships a big ship and a medium ship one of pretty much every unit it would look amazing on the table like you know i yeah. think it would just look like such a nice army it looked very it's almost narrative but it is got an edge to it um so i think i might i might paint this up i've got most of this anyway so all i've really got to do is is finish painting and build one gun hauler and then i've got all of that so uh i think oh, cool. for me i need to i could do with getting that on the table and giving it a go because i've got like the the frigate and the ironclad and a gun hauler already built i just have to do one more gun hauler um i need to get the engine master in digital suit and then, um, yeah, they're just because just the character, isn't it? The new one, yeah. If he came in the uh, A for War, whatever it was, the, the box set with the uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that's essentially it. So, um, let cool. me know what you think below if you if you think it's good, if you if you'd rather you'd rather run the other formation. Uh, if you've played a lot of games with Caradron, I'd be interested in hearing from you as well if you think that the drops isn't really important um going sec you know not having the choice first or second if you look at that and think you need more bodies on the table uh let me know let me know what you think i'll i'll, I'll be really interested to hear what what you have to say yeah hopefully that that's going to inspire someone into to get a ko me on the table so uh i look forward to hearing what you guys have to say awesome so i think that about wraps up this show um so thanks for listening um you know engage with us on social media and let us know if you've got any comments or questions and um yeah we look forward to hearing from you and uh join us again next time for more warhammer content yeah cheers guys to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on itunes add our rss feed to your reader and follow us on twitter at facehammer underscore we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening